Hey, this is Steve Durr. Thanks for joining me today. We're reading from Luke chapter 8, starting in verse 26 and going through verse 39. It says this, So they arrived in the region of the Gerasenes, across the lake from Galilee. As Jesus was climbing out of the boat, a man who was possessed by demons came out to meet him. For a long time he had been homeless and naked, living in the cemetery outside the town. As soon as he saw Jesus, he shrieked and fell down in front of him. Then he screamed, Why are you interfering with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? Please, I beg you, don't torture me. For Jesus had already commanded the evil spirit to come out of him. This spirit had often taken control of the man. Even when he was placed under guard and put in chains and shackles, he simply broke them and rushed out into the wilderness, completely under the demon's power. Jesus demanded, What is your name? Legion, he replied, for he was filled with many demons. The demons kept begging Jesus not to send them into the bottomless pit. There happened to be a large herd of pigs feeding on the hillside nearby, and the demons begged him to let them enter into the pigs. So Jesus gave them permission. Then the demons came out of the man and entered the pigs, and the entire herd plunged down the steep hillside into the lake and drowned. When the herdsmen saw it, they fled to the nearby town in the surrounding countryside, spreading the news as they ran. People rushed out to see what had happened. A crowd soon gathered around Jesus, and they saw the man who had been freed from the demons. He was sitting at Jesus' feet, fully clothed and perfectly sane. And they were all afraid. Then those who had seen what happened told the others how the demon-possessed man had been healed. And all the people in the region of the Gerasenes begged Jesus to go away and leave them alone, for a great wave of fear swept over them. So Jesus returned to the boat and left, crossing back to the other side of the lake. The man who had been freed from the demons begged to go with him, but Jesus sent him home, saying, No, go back to your family and tell them everything God has done for you. So he went all through the town proclaiming the great things Jesus had done for him. This is a scary and remarkable and encouraging story. It's scary because it's dealing with the demonized person. You know, I mean, you put yourself in the shoes of the disciples, the apprentices of Jesus who are following him, you know, following him along. They've just been through a storm on the lake and Jesus brought peace to that storm. And now they get to shore and they face a different kind of storm. <laughs> they face a different kind of chaos, the chaos in the life of a man who was completely demonized under the influence and power of evil spirits. And so if I'm a disciple, if I'm an apprentice of Jesus, if I'm following him around, I'm getting back in the boat at this time. You know what I mean? I'm getting back in the boat and saying, Jesus, we should just go. This is, this is uncomfortable. And here's the thing. Sometimes following Jesus, in fact, oftentimes following Jesus, things get uncomfortable. We're in situations that are a little messier than we anticipated. Or seeking to follow Jesus means we put ourselves in a situation where we're seeking to respond like Jesus and it's not received well by other people. Or we ourselves struggle. The idea of loving our enemy 
giving forgiveness to someone, being generous. Those moments fill us with uh, discomfort. And so these are the moments, though, when we and other people get free. And so here's a situation where this guy who's completely out of control uh, in you know, experiencing oppression and chaos, Jesus is so at peace. You know, you just get the sense that Jesus, he's in control, he, he has authority, he's at peace, and he's in command. And I love that. Sometimes when we think about evil in the world, we think it's just running rampant. But it's just a good reminder to know that Jesus stands peacefully with us, that he has authority over evil. And so what happens to this guy? This guy has his life completely changed. The word used to describe the change in his life is a word we use often for our lives if, if you're a follower of Jesus. When you become a follower of Jesus and say yes to him, we often say that we've been saved. In other words, we've been rescued from death, eternal death. We've been rescued from our sins. We see it often as a spiritual thing, but this man is described as being saved. That's the same word we use. Now here they use the word healed or set free, but it's that word saved. So this man is saved. His life is completely turned around. He is freed. Jesus has a way of setting us free and saving us, not only for uh, from our sins for forever, but in our life here and now. And so Jesus pushes back evil, sets this man free. And this man obviously wants to go follow Jesus. I mean, he's been set free. He owes Jesus his life. He's been living outside the town in a cemetery. And now he's in his right mind and it's time to go home. But he wants to follow Jesus. But it's interesting. Jesus in this situation doesn't invite the man along because he's got work for the man to do. Think about that. Jesus has work for this man, this man who had been running around naked, this man who could not be subdued by chains, this man who was feared in the town, this man who lived among the tombstones, this man who was demonized, this man who everyone viewed as evil. All of a sudden, Jesus has a job, a role, a purpose for him. That's what I love about Jesus. He takes someone whose life on the outside looks completely messed up. And he brings about change. He brings about freedom. He brings about hope. He brings salvation. And when he does, he turns a person like this demonized guy into a missionary. Now, we might say, listen, God can't use me. I can't be a missionary. I can't tell someone else about God. I don't know the Bible well enough. I haven't been to Bible college. I haven't taken Bible courses. I don't know all the Bible stories. I don't, you know, I don't pray very well. I, I struggle with, you know, uh, you know, this addiction. I, I've got this problem in my life. My life isn't perfect. Jesus couldn't use me. And yet here Jesus is taking this guy who was demonized just moments before and now turning him into the number one missionary to his town and family.
And what did this man have to give if he didn't have all the theological background and all the right information? What did this man have? Jesus said it. Jesus said, I want you to go and tell them everything God has done for you. In other words, you have a story. You have a story of how God has changed your life, how God has rescued you. So go home and tell it. I think that's a great challenge for us today. I think so often we stop short of thinking we can be used by God because we don't think we know enough. But do you have a story? Do you have a story of how God pursued you? Do you have a story of how God loves you? Do you have a story of how God has changed you? Do you have a story of how you became a follower of Jesus? If you are a follower of Jesus, if not, I would just encourage you and let you know that God is pursuing you, that God does love you, and he wants to write you into his story and show you the love that he has for you. But if you're a follower of Jesus, you've got a story. The question is, will you share it? Jesus turns a demonized guy into a missionary in moments. What might he want to do in and through you? Let's pray. God, today we give you praise for setting us free. We thank you and praise you for the salvation we experience thanks to your son, Jesus. God, today speak to us. Show us the places and the people that we can just, with our lives and with our words, share the good news, share the story of what you've done in our lives. And may other people experience that salvation and freedom as a result. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, have a great day.